You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Jimmy and Dylan. So let's get right into this. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Blackhawks Eastern Road Trip. Uh, they played the Capitals. They won 4-3 to three in a shootout. Then they played the Rangers. They lost 3-2 to in regulation. And then they won in another shootout against the Islanders yesterday for a 2-0-1 or a 2-1-0 road trip, which, yeah, let's get into that. So what did you guys think about that? Because... I've been looking into the numbers and like since Derek King has come to Chicago and it's just crazy how much it isn't like a drastic change, but the whole like philosophy, philosophy of them buying into defense. The philosophy you look at, of philosophy, Derek King. I already got the, uh, the podcast title there, philosophy. Anyways, um, I was looking at the stats since Derek King took over, like player stats and team stats and you look at all like their the pure like chances against their top five in pretty much every metric since Derek King has taken over. The problem is that they haven't really generated anything. So you, you see these low event games like the the Washington game wasn't like too low event, but like the Rangers game and the Islanders there just wasn't a whole ton going on there. So I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, yeah. You want to go ahead, man? Yeah, because I'm kind of. Yeah, sure. Um, well, for starters, I if that's if they can play how they did against Washington and New York or the Rangers every time against those top teams in the league, you're going to win a lot more than you lose. And I really think like Derek King's really starting to win me over with that philosophy, like the way they played St. Louis, the way they played Calgary, I think was really underrated. They were in that game for almost the whole way. It might say five, two, but there were two empty netters. Uh, they played Washington, I think extremely well, even though I know Washington has injury. Um, I mean, I just, I really like what they're doing defensively. And when you look at it, um, a couple guys are having bad puck luck. I know Kubelik got off the Schneid. Uh, Strom got off the Schneid. Uh, I know Kane got one on Saturday, I think. So, like, the guys that need to score are starting to score, and I think that's really going to start to help because, I mean, let's be honest, the top two centers on the team have, like, no goals in the last 15 games or something, and they're still finding ways to win. So that's that's something you can't you couldn't say about this team for a long time probably since like 2017 where these teams can just this team can just grind out like you said those 3-2 games and those 2-1 games and that's that's kind of what this team's going to need to do if they want to bring back any sort of relevance into the season like they're 8 and 4 under Derek King right now that's pretty good right now through 12 games and 12 games i feel like it's a pretty decent sample size to show that's what like Colton had before he got fired Yep, exactly. So you could, games. 
And I would argue that uh, King's been dealt a little bit more banged up of a roster than when Colton had, especially now with Murphy getting banged up on the road trip, which I also want to point out and say shout out to the defense because the defense has really stepped up like next man mentality type thing. I feel like all six guys are really whoever's getting ice. They're usually there's not too many headache plays like there used to be a couple years ago. Like I really think Ian Mitchell's looked good in the two games he's played since he got called up. Um, I know Jake McCabe got sent back, but like Caleb Jones, it looks has looked really good the last few games. I mean, I, I think you guys might want to get into it more, but Eric Gustafson's looked uh, surprisingly good yeah. with under Derek King. And um, I mean, Seth Jones is just, he's probably on his best offensive hot streak in at least four years. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of good going on right now. And you, there's still places that could have improvement, which is nice. Yeah, Ideally, I, I, you want this team with all the offensive superstars to kind of play not like a run and run, run and gun game, but like generate more offense. But when you're this franchise is in the state it is right now, and you need to get wins and just like any confidence back, buying into this whole defensive playing more conservative defensively has definitely helped this help this team. Um, just looking at the numbers. Eric Gustafson has done really well under uh, Derek King. His course he fours in like the mid fifties. Same his expected goals is above fifty. Just every stat. <laughs> Fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy because who would have guessed that? I was reading this Ben Pope article and Eric Gustafson signed with the Blackhawks originally back in May of 2015. So he's been through a lot of like of this team changing specifically over the past five years or so. He was played twenty. I think he played half the season 2015-16. I think mm-hmm. he was on that and on the ice for the goal for the Troy Brower goal in game seven. The one he caused the turnover. He, yeah, exactly. He, he literally got put in a doghouse the whole year because of it. He never got called up after that. Mm-hmm. So like halfway through the 2017, 18 season when they were just so banged up. And then obviously he got that 60 point season and then didn't have the same the success next the next year, got traded. And it just like, it's, it's been, it's been a journey for him because he got traded to Calgary. I think he went to Philadelphia after that. Then he, Played with Montreal, he went to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, he so, wore about four different jerseys in about a calendar year, I believe. Yeah. And then went and then tried out for the Islanders and then went back to the Blackhawks. Yeah, that's right. He also turned yeah. tried out for the Islanders. Apparently they were like he played well with the Islanders, but cap space. They just didn't, it, I don't think they had the cap space. I it almost makes sense in a way because I, I would argue that the Blackhawks are kind of playing how the Islanders do when the Islanders are kind of oh, in, hitting the stride. End. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's low event offense, but the defense is that they're limiting those high danger chances way more than they used to. And it's, it's noticeable. So maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know if that, if Gustin got impressed by, or if, if Gustin was impressing in a system like that, that's kind of what we're running right now in a way. So, and you know, the offensive numbers aren't there for Eric Gustafson, but like if more much rather have him be better defensively, yeah, if forward thinking yeah. teams, like let's say Colorado, for example, is like, Hey, we could add this player for maybe like, you know, I don't expect much for Eric Gustafson, but like, Hey, there's this third pairing guy for hundred thousand dollars. who can drive play and play decent defensively. Let's give like a third round pick. I don't know. That's just, but it's, it's definitely impressive the way he's been playing just because Eric Gustafson has just always been offense first and making so many mistakes and we're not even seeing that. And he's still driving play. Obviously, Again, the offensive stats aren't there, but it's promising to see. And also, Seth Jones, <clears throat> looking he's been fantastic. Yeah, compared he's to been Lord, really how he good. looked. Especially like, My God. obviously, you want a bit more. But just looking at the stats that he's had under Derek King, he's 
over 50% course. He's like, I think 50% Fenwick. He's his expected goals is above 50%, which is also a huge thing. Cause like under Colleton, I think it was like 37 or 38%, which was just awful. Mm. So, it's, mm. it's nice where you have shifts watching Seth Jones and it's very tamed in his own end. And then he's actually contributing on the rush and transition and whatnot. Cause that's so what, it, that's what his game is. Like oh hundred percent, and like I I remember like probably three weeks ago we were all cringing at the idea of Augustus and Jones pairing, but they're those two have chemistry now. Yeah, job, so can't complain. Yeah, they yeah. they're they've looked very solid, and um, I I just hope Seth I can hope I hope they all keep it up because that offensive production that Seth brings on the back end I think he's like contributed on like forty four percent points. Yeah, he's contributed on like forty four percent of our goals this year. I think I saw um, a stat yeah. on. Uh, <clears throat> NBC Sports Chicago, but he's he's just been that's that's what you want when you pay that much money. You know what I mean? So there's no complaints here, and I mean I know we always joke about it every time Boquist scores a goal. It's good to see him doing well too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Sillinger. I mean it's whatever. But like if Seth can keep playing like this, we're gonna win a lot more than we lose. So simple as that. And Alex DeBrinkett is still out of this effing world. Like he is, he is getting on, he's getting on that hot streak. He was on at the end of last year where he's mm. almost automatic every night. And that's what he was on this trip. He should, he almost had three goals in three games. If it weren't for one going off Hagel's leg. Yeah, exactly. so. that's, that's the thing with Brian Hagel. It seems like <laughs> Easiest goal of his career. Him and DeBrinkett are like getting a majority of the goals. Which is good to see. Cause I mean, Usually it's Taves and Kane carrying the load, and it's nice to see that some of these guys that are young and we have locked up for a while are really starting to come into their own. And I know the points are showing up, but I think Doc's looked really good the last few Doc games. Like under under King, he's like a positive possession player too. Oh yeah, that I I how long have we talked about just put to Brinkett, Strom, and Doc together? And I feel like last night against the Islanders was their best game, and they just I think I think the uh, analytics would support that too, but. When you got like when those guys can get it going, they have so much skill on it. Just gives so, this team so much more depth. It's funny also looking at the stats. Just like again, the players that have uh, performed under King, like Philip Kershev, was like really good at driving possession and expected goals. It's just he had some brain farts and like he he needs the time mm-hmm. down the Rockford. You can see it's helping. Bad penalties. Yeah, wasn't really standing out the way he should. No. I mean, we know he's got you know skill. We know he's got something. Um, so bad. and if it you can, like even bring some of that play driving and like start putting in some goals in the net, like that could be valuable for them. I mean, all they need forward. him to be is like a middle six liner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, I'd say more third liner. Yeah, like you slap him on the second if you need to with like Doc and Debrinket. But yeah, like they they need him to just be something, and he's been nothing to be honest. <laughs> he had a couple of you know garbage assists here and there, but. Was never, you know, anything like tangible, and it wasn't him going Josiah through the whole team like to. last year. No, it wasn't. But no, let's talk about Slavin for a second. I was going to talk, yeah, because he's been awesome. Oh yeah, got an assist in his first game on that Jones goal, and I, he's, I feel like you could tell the type of player Derek King likes and the type of player that succeeds in his systems. Cause like, even though we don't like guys like Reese Johnson, you can tell that having a player like that on the ice sometimes helps. Maybe not all the time. Maybe you shouldn't play it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the nice thing about the way they're kind of rotating their bottom six right now is everyone's kind of getting a look. 
And I like that a lot. And now that Slavin's up, this is the perfect example. Was he a 2019 or 2020 seventh round pick? 2018 seventh round. 2018. My apologies. Dude, and he was but... an overager in that draft too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's like 22 now or something. Really. I think he turns 23 at the end of the month. Yeah, but that's a guy who plays the right way. And if you play the right way in that bottom six, you'll you'll have a role. I mean, guys like Kara and Carpenter, I think, have looked good too under King the last couple of games, especially Kara. Kara's been super noticeable oh, in, in a good way. That 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 fourth line has been a lot of fun. What Carpenter, Kara Slavin. I was only uh I wasn't able yeah. to catch the uh, first two games, but I saw um third period of last night and that line looked just fantastic. Like we talked about low event, like that's exactly the kind of line uh they that's been doing that um and it and they're not sitting in their own end either you know the chances they get you know as we know they're a fourth line you know these things aren't going to go in these guys don't have you know crazy offensive touch however um they're getting up there they're getting the puck into the other zone i mean there was a it was later in the game um i i forget when it was but it was just it just looked seamless like it, it they, they just in this whole team overall they just look so glued like it's great we talk about how Colleton is this great you know uh communicator this team yet why didn't we ever see that you know like this team just looks gelled and and back to that sorry back to that uh shift I was talking about um for one they just look gelled great but Slavin really just he really stands out to me on that fourth line I think it was um he there were about two puck battles that were like if they weren't 50 50, they were more in favor of New York and he got the puck each time he gets there. He caught, he's able to, you know, he's the kind of guy who like you talk about, you know, mucking it up on the boards and you know, this and that praise, that's the kind of guy who does that. And I think he's per- he, that, that fourth line's perfect. Like I wouldn't change a single thing about it. So yeah, I think really that definitely helps that, that they actually found something like that. They found a stable fourth line. I feel like they haven't had that the last uh, two years or so they've had camp and Carpenter and Carpenter has been, you know, up and down, but they never really had a solid, like three guys where you're like that. Those are the guys we're going to have out there, you know, night in, night out. It's nice to see them actually have that again. Yeah. The thing is they, the top guys just really need to score goals. Like Taves needs to score, obviously. <laughs> like he's just super Jesus, snake. Same yeah. with Kirby doc, Dominic Kubelik. Again, he got a goal. So hopefully maybe that's the start of something to bring in Hagel are going to done. And even Kane, like, obviously Patrick Kane's always good, but you expect like this other, other gear out of him and i think he still has that to give so if they can still play that i think the system probably doesn't help him that much no either, it doesn't going from yeah like colleton is the definition of running gun uh with this system and now you're seeing him well maybe not what he thought but the way they played under him was running gun mm-hmm. yeah and another thing that we're seeing with Derek king is he well at least lately he's been open to changing the special teams because i feel like as of right now the five on five there's really nothing you should change at the moment but they got to get that power play going and i feel like it's gotten going the last few games that second unit with um kubelik debrinket hagel jones and um i think borkstrom that unit's been i think they scored in the last two games and they've actually gotten some decent pressure but i there's part of me that doesn't like the idea as the top unit and only one of them scored a goal in the last week or i think two now since strom scored so uh, yeah. that could be a little counterproductive at times especially the way the hawks use their power play units where the top unit usually gets like a minute 15 minute 30 sometimes mm-hmm. so maybe like you said pierce maybe when like a guy like tape scores that changes and it changes the dynamic of everything but 
like like we said earlier, there's definitely spots where this team can still grow, which is nice to see. It's not like this is as good as they're gonna get. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, there, you know, to work with like the defensive scheme. You just gotta kind of figure out the offense. Yeah, there's an identity which <laughs> I can't really say that they had under Jeremy Carlton or really maybe even before that since like they were making the playoffs. Hundred percent, and it starts at the back end, and the bat like like you said, back end's been great since. I I mean we knew we knew the first month when Jones and Kalanuck and Stillman were out that was going to be a problem, but I mean just having Stillman and Jones back, and I know Kalanuck's down the A right now, but Mitchell's getting a chance right now, and I think Mitchell's looked solid. light years better than he did under Colleton. Um, I mean it just shows it shows like this defense isn't as bad as it used to be. And I and I just really like how they've taken that next man up mentality, and it just show. And I I know I keep harping on it, but that's how they're winning these games, and that's how like these high danger chances have been lowered is because these guys are actually playing this system that Derek King wants them to play. No, you you can harp on about next man up because honestly, that's uh, I think a big difference. It seems like in years past, um, you had a guy or two go down. It was almost uh, it was either panic or it was apathy. It seemed like they didn't. There wasn't any hope unless they had full top six, and that top six, even when it was healthy, was still like, you know, crawling on its leg, like you know, on its knees, like just barely making limping. it happen every night. And yeah, limping. Yeah, the the word that explains everything I said. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, and no, yeah, it, it. This is the kind of shit that I, I've seen from other teams the last few years, and I've just been. When can they do this? Why can't the Hawks do this? I they always don't... think the Pittsburgh Penguins. They it always seem like they have injuries. Bingo. I was trying to think of what team I'm thinking of. That's the one where someone someone gets knocked out. Fine, get somebody out in there. You know, just you whatever. Need your Mark Donks totally and totally in there. Washington yeah. does it pretty well too. Yeah, they it it it's a sign of good coaching and it's a sign of um a room that wants to you know better themselves as a team and not it's like you said it's not just individuals trying to better themselves which. I'm not gonna say that's what the team was the last couple of years under Carlton, but like winning I just didn't give a shit, dude. There wasn't yeah. any motivation there. That's that's a bad coach. Coach who couldn't yeah. get them ready for big games and shit. I mean, like I feel like you know, it was almost like the polar opposites of what's going on right now. Because when we were playing the Islanders last night and we're in the shootout, everyone on the Hawks bench at the edge of their seat, right at the edge of the bench, like you know, super into the game. Everyone on the Islanders is just dejected in the shootout. Not you know, like granted, it's a skills contest, whatever, but it just shows the different, like you said, no, Pierce, the, the different energy with is... this team than there was a month ago. And uh, in... I would take watching that shootout <clears throat> over that three on three overtime. Oh, so bad. What was Barry Trotz trying to do? Like, I get trying to keep like the Brinkett Jones and Cat on the ice or Kane on the ice for a minute and a half, but if you don't cross the blue line, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna put it this way. If you have the other team's line on the ice for a minute and a half, but that entire time you're spinning around in your own zone, that like there's there's no point to it. That what's the fucking point? Because they're just sitting there resting their legs. They're like, okay, yeah, whenever you're ready, we're ready. Because now we've like basically that. gotten a bench, yeah, a bench warming. I was like okay. that one three Thanks. one with like Philadelphia and Tampa way back mm. when. oh my god it was like that it was was coaching there was absolutely nothing happening the entire time Taves almost had a uh, 
howitzer of a one timer. That was the only was that the only shot because it felt like the only shot. Probably it definitely. Yeah, they had, there was only a couple <laughs> chances, and like it's not like Taves isn't getting his chances. Also, no. Taves hit the post against Washington on what would have been a vintage goals. Taves goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was but, sick. Yeah, he's. We were at the game where he had his first offside goal called off. That was BS. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. I like we said, they just just keep building off it. I think I think we've Pierce, you and I, and Jimmy, we've all harped on that. Just you, like I'm not, we're not going to look too far ahead with this team. You really One can't right time. now. Exactly on to New York Tuesday, and I don't, I don't know who they play next. Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. You could, those are definitely winnable games, but then you play Leafs on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night, Montreal. hockey night in Canada. Oh boy, get to watch first liner Michael Bunting, baby. Oh, the Leafs. Oh, hey, we'll get but don't worry, we don't have to Jason play an Avenger. Spezza too. Yeah, we don't have to play oh. an Avenger. He might be suspended, so we're good. Wow. Remember. I'm so sad that Captain Canada's not going to play. Yeah, do you want to just touch on that really quickly to get yeah, it? Yeah, let's go right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, is somebody wearing a Leafs hoodie? Um, wow, <laughs> Always got the Leafs I believe you'll be making these comments. Are you even so, a real fan? No, I'm a Leafs fan. Uh, uh, Jason Spetz is a fucking idiot, and... Uh, I don't want to say. Hey, that, no, 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 Jimmy. But funny... have you considered this? Neil Pionk deserved it. Okay, yeah. Let me let me just pull it back then a second. Let's just context. Because Neil Pionk player. Okay. Neil Pionk, um, knee on knee hit with Rasmus Sandin, clearly intentional. Neil Pionk has a history with the Leafs on this. He tried to. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but he tried to blow up Mitch Marner last year and embarrassed himself. Did you see the tweet where I think <clears> last year? Um, so like Sandine had a huge hit on Wheeler, and then reverse like, it, yeah, reverse it on Wheeler. Hit. And then, like, what are the mm-hmm. odds that Neil Pionk tries to, I think, go yeah, after that? tweeted that one, that was uh, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> and that was back like last count, like, that was within the calendar last season, year. yeah, it was within season. the calendar year, it was last season, yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, Pionk did that shit because he's a shipper, there's no, there's no arguing that. I'll, I'll say that from the high heavens. He's a fucking idiot. Um, uh, Jason Spezza, also a fucking idiot because he tried to, he did exactly what Leafs fans for a second were mad at Corey Perry for, well, were mad at what they thought he did. I was pissed at him. I was so fucking pissed at Corey Perry. You can Your see my first tweets. instinct is to be, oh, Corey Perry hit. Oh, it's oh, it is Corey Perry. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't you blame myself the for the instinct. The anybody, Still a body part to the head. And one of them was, could be argued was incidental or accidental. This one was didn't even have a stick, just threw his body into him, I, and there was no puck in the play. I, like, I'm sorry, there's no defending that. I slowed down the gif and everything. I took multiple that was a video, uh, soundless video from Tic Tac Omar, who like, I love his page, but um, oh, really what pissed was off that? at him for that Jason tweet. Spatula, I'm really pissed at him for that. Nah, that really pissed uh, me no, off. That was it, fucking pathetic. Um, you you can see it like I'm not gonna be janky and put it up on the you know, my phone up in the fucking screen. You can you know if anybody's listening to this go and go and find it. You can't miss it. If you um, haven't seen it, or but you can see through it. Spezza decides he's going to do this. Pionk gets lower and Spezza doesn't back away. He lowers his knee as Pionk lowers. I so yeah. Um, Leafs fans have been spamming in every comment section that uh, this wouldn't have happened if the if the refs had, you know, called the Neil Pionk thing that then Spezza wouldn't have felt the need to police the game himself or I got my hand caught in my score. Whoops. Um, 
Uh, wrong. No. Um, I don't give a shit if the referees don't make five calls. You don't decide to try and put a guy's brain, you know, yeah. through the back of his head. And I like, and it's such a dumb excuse. It's such a dumb excuse. We talked about this beforehand. There's no way that a bunch of people that are this horrible enough to make that argument, to put that argument out there, didn't think of this. This spread. This was one argument made by a few people. It spread like wildfire. And now every Leafs fan, it's if, the you, Leafs, it's if Leafs you glare at Jason Spezza right now, their precious Avenger, they fucking lose it because, you know, the refs, this refs that. There is, it is one thing to blame the refs for a loss. That's already sad as it is to blame the refs because your guy decided to fucking murder somebody else come on it's, it's can ridiculous. i just say by the way it's a team that's won like 14 of their last 17 by the way you would think they were on like, like a nine game losing streak right now and then this on top of that happened with the way they're exploding like shut the fuck up you're in first place everyone on your team is healthy and rolling right now and you're still finding ways to bitch and by the way the rasmus sandin injury he's out like three weeks it's not the end of the world guys and by the way kill him to make up for it we gotta kill yeah yeah listen the neil peon hit not right the jason spezza hit not right all the fights that broke out yeah that happens but it's like fighting fire with gasoline it just doesn't work it just adds to the fire it and the refs were not it doesn't help the problem because there's already a problem with you know, illegal hits to the head. And I, mm-hmm. like we said before the show, like I think Pierce said it, it's just hilarious that, that like six months ago, like they literally had a player get no, like unintentionally kneed in the head and almost knocked out on the ice. And they could be so just blinded with their Homer goggles to just be like, yep, that's the right thing to do. Like it's barbaric and the game doesn't need to go there anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, there was times last year, I remember, was it two years ago, when Adam Boquist got whacked in the fucking head by Oscar Sundquist, like just whacked in the head for yeah. no reason. And yeah. we all just kind of looked there. We we're like, okay, Kajula is going to fight him. But that, I think it was Vince Dunn, actually, not Oscar Sundquist. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't fight. You just don't fight fire with fire. I don't understand. And that's yeah. what's going on right now. And it's really sad to watch. But um, it's whatever. This will all blow over in like three days. And then when Jason Spetsy gets suspended like three games, everyone's going to be up in arms and I'm going to laugh. So I think it's five plus. Also, like the fact that like Leafs fans are looking down on Jets fans for like celebrating a win against one of the best teams in the NHL at the time, get a grip, get a grip. I I can't even begin to describe that. Like, I'm sorry. I hope, I hope when they, for the love of God, if they win a first round series this year and they post some big ass fucking thing, I'm posting that stupid thing with the guy holding this fucking bronze medal and he's at the bottom of the podium because <laughs> they wanted the to do that the for bottom, the Jets yeah. right now. So I'm going to do that when they lose in round one or win in round one this year because I will say I thought the I'm Jets sorry, like just you guys are you guys cannot be the bully right now. You guys are still the punching bag. And just remember that at the end of the day. Remember, in our lifetimes, the Jets have been on a longer playoff run than the Leafs. That's all I have to say. Like, I'm sorry, like, know your place. Know your place. Just know your place sometimes. <laughs> I've watched yeah, hockey since 2005, 2006. I have not seen the Maple Leafs win a single round since. Yeah, like, know your effing place. Like, congratulations, your team's doing well in November. Where have we seen this before? <laughs> he couldn't I have know. been, like, four years ago. Like, couldn't have been. Or, <laughs> no, not like they've been I don't know, man. Year. I'm just saying. Not like, like I'm over it at this point. Before, like, you can't – we can't pretend like – 
like we didn't just live through an off season of Leaf fans being insufferable just for them to think that like nothing happened and they're fine now. Like I can't no, do seriously. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, Leafs fan, this is all your fault. I mean, yeah, it's all your fault, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, oh, whoa, 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 say, say, say. Hey, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I hate Leafs fans just as much as you do. You know this. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a difference between Leafs fans out. and Leafs Nation, if you, I think you guys understand <laughs> what I'm saying, right? We're Leafs Nation. Stand can they go on a three-game win. losing streak so we could talk about trading Mitch Marner again? I miss those times. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're gonna, I miss they're when they had, like, two more. wins, and they were almost about to explode losing to the Blackhawks in October. Can we relift that on Saturday? That'd be fun. So fucking funny. Oh my God. It was the worst thing because that was the night with the whole, the interview. I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. I don't want to get into that, but it was, it's so funny because it had to be against the Leafs. It had to be against the Leafs and they're, they're just as insufferable as, as the Blackhawks fans were that night. And that's, that was saying yeah. something. It's not like we're any better, but <laughs> no, no, I just mean for, for different reasons in hockey. Yeah. You know that. Uh, but yeah, right. holy shit. To close this out, I just want to say in an ideal word, world, obviously the referee should like call a penalty on the Neil Pionkini and Grasmus Sandin, but also there's got to be an onus on the players to not try to fucking concuss and kill someone. No, you know? no. The referee did not take Jason Spezza and throw him at Neil yeah. Pionk. So no fucking excuses. Grow up. Bye-bye. These are Game's not where it was Jason 40 Spezza years ago. Is 38 years old. Like you think you would know this yeah and half the people saying this shit are 38 years old in their parents basement at least i would imagine you have to be in that position to like have that like level of degeneracy that fried in the brain i i that i've talked about that enough i would i i especially you know me like right yeah, concussions brain injuries all that bullshit no i i could go on for, for years with that um you want to talk about the blockbuster news of malcolm suban becoming oh, a buffalo yeah. saber yeah and he might not be the only blackhawks goalie traded yeah um so suban good for malcolm suban the thing that sucks is uh he got destroyed against carolina not only he let in like six didn't he get hurt oh he played yeah and then he got hurt buffalo can't get a save (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of what we knew it was going to happen going into the year and they can't get a defense either it's like fucked all over in there hey they're missing rasmus or salinan Oh, hey, but Jeff Skinner okay. almost has as many goals as he has in the last two years. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, no. He has six goals, maybe? He has eight. <laughs> Congratulations. Dude, all the bad contracts are going off this year. Like, Eric Carlson. God, Milan Lucic has seven. thousand games tonight. Hello. Holy Ooh, shit. Sorry. King Louie. Fuck. The most underrated player in the NHL. King. Was it? I'm sorry, I, I clapped too loud. Uh, you guys mentioning Ekman Larson because if you didn't mention him, he's another one who's actually been okay, apparently. I hear, and well, yeah, of course, of course, you never doubted him. Like, what are you talking about? Big contracts, the people come on now. But, uh, did you know that Louis Erickson was part of the Tyler Sagan deal? The first, oh, oh, dude, of course, I know that, dude. You know yes, what? because that reminded piece. me, that reminded me, it's been exactly 10 years that Tyler ago that Tyler Sagan was scratched for team breakfast. Bruins were oh. so funny back in the day. Oh, hey, you yeah, know, how were... I'm gonna loop this into Speaking our next topic. of course, they were funny, and they're you know, I'm gonna stupid. loop this into our next topic. <laughs> how so, a video. There's a video of them t- trading Tyler Sagan, and guess who said oh, who said this quote? Yeah, he's a good player, but does he fit into our culture? Mm-hmm. Jimmy, teacher, go ahead. I want to go. Uh, Quill, you had uh, your hand up first, Jimmy. On go. Please, fan. Three, two, one, go. 
Jim Benning. Jim right? Benning, yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. I was going to say, I, it has to be a slam dunk with the news. Yep. So, <sighs> and speaking of. The first news that came out, I think it was Darren Drager tweeting uh, Travis, uh, Travis Green, or like, or no, it was Elliot Freeman. Like, there, there wasn't even a Travis Green has been fired. It was just Bruce Boudreaux is the next coach of the Vancouver Canucks, which I think is great. But uh, I'm more looking what who's going to be the GM because apparently they have interest in Mark Bergevin as a GM and John Chayka, which, like, two of the worst options you could possibly have. <laughs> All right, hold they on. Took, which really, at that point, you might as well have just kept Benning. Mark Bergevin and... The guy who John Chica drafted the racist guy, right? Uh, John Chica no, is at least the guy. John Chica traded the farm was... for Taylor Hall, and they still miss or barely made the playoffs or whatever. Picked Soderstrom over a bunch of good players. Um, picked Barrett Hayton over a bunch of good players. Uh, was leading, I believe he was leading the uh, illegal um, fitness testing. I forget exactly what you would call it, but he was uh, he was doing the illegal shit. Probably not good when you try to hire a GM that has done illegal shit. Yeah, like he's suspended until I think the end of the calendar year, so he can't officially get a job till January. Yeah, isn't the rumor like if they don't have a guy by then, they're just gonna hire him in January? Like, ugh, Jesus Christ! Imagine me please just like John Shaka. Like, since I'm assuming it's a boys' club at the NHL front office, can we just like take their phone book and just rip out all 32 or like 45 that they look at? Can we just rip (laughs) that page out of the phone book? Because clearly they don't have cell phones. They don't text or anything. They just use their fucking like landlines and stuff. Take those numbers away so they never can rehire them again and get some new blood in this sport. Because I'm sorry, you some NHL guy. Hey Jim Benning, especially Vancouver, because like. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, what, what's the team that fired their analytic department? Like, this is the stuff I'm talking about. I don't know if that was Vancouver, but... Oh. <sighs> totally be Vancouver. Vancouver is just hilarious. <laughs> and, like... See, the, the, the best part about that is that you're assuming that they would have an analytic department in the first place. <laughs> they would even we hire all them. know that Jim Benning would never do that. We all know no. he would never even sniff those. Because they just like, show good character. You know, you can't find that in the analytics. Trade like the Aquilini, yeah, because the Aquilinis don't want to make a tombstone trade, so which is going to get made in the next month anyway. Like as soon as they get a new GM, one of JT Miller or someone's out the door. Because at least from the like, locker room Patrick ways, for Patrick Kane cannot wait. It's going to be so good. Am I wrong? I don't. I don't see how I'm. Wrong. And you know what's hilarious? Like Thatcher Demko is not the problem in Vancouver. No, <laughs> no. he's the furthest thing from it. Yeah. Ever since the bubble, he's been the best player in that team. Without question. Yeah. That's a good bet, honestly. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what the GM does in Vancouver because, like, he can't not immediately think I got to clear out some money on this back end. At least Tyler Myers. Cause yeah, let me okay. Let me pull up their cap friendly. I'm gonna Travis run. Harmonic is making three million dollars. I'm yeah, gonna run you, every contract over four yeah. million a year. Sorry, going. Well, you got OEL, Hughes, and Myers already. That's four. That's three. They're all making at least six. I'm like oh, they should just be counting their blessings. Hughes signed their long term. Honestly, oh, they should just be counting their blessings because 
Pedersen did the right thing. Even if he's ice cold right now, someone's going to offer sheet him in three years. And he'll, get, he'll get out of there and real there's fast. No, there's no way he's this bad. Like He's going to no. – with Bruce Boudreaux, he's going to get better, just like we saw with the Blackhawks. Oh, him. dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and listen, if we were Canucks fans, we wouldn't have his level ahead to, uh, to save this. But, like, it's – it's a quarter of a season sample size for Pedersen. I like, if he gets it. to 40 games and he's still playing like this, okay, that's a worry. At all. But at the end of the day, still part of one season, and he's shown in every season prior that he's an elite center. So let's just, like, Knox fans need to pump the brakes. I, I understand saw the stat when Bruce Boudreau Jesus. was first hired by Washington. They were, like, 6-17-1 or something like that. Something ridiculously horrible. Uh, and he finished with yeah. a winning record to get that team in the playoffs. Not saying that's going to happen with Vancouver, but I saw – I think it was Greg Wyshynski to make a great Pulp Fiction reference. He's, like, the wolf. He's going to come in and clean that mess. And <laughs> it might not be perfect, but it's going to be better than what it was before. They're going to clean – uh, all the brains off their out of their car. But as a movie buff, I completely agree. Pierce is the biggest film buff you know that definitely has not seen more movies than me in my lifetime. Completely agree with you. Um, by the way, biggest contracts uh, going from top to bottom: Pedersen, Besser, Horvat. So obviously, Untouchables should be Untouchable, um, but it's it's Canadian team, so who knows. Um, well, only if you're a GM, apparently you're. That's the only way you're safe in Canada on a hockey team. You can trade whoever you want; oh, so it won't him. matter. Uh, then Miller, obviously, we talked about him. Then Garland, I would imagine. If you trade him, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Right, sticking around. No, you. Yeah. you just traded for him. There's no way in hell yeah, you sign so. him for five years and trade him. You're you got to look. At Here's an interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Uh, he doesn't. Okay, well, he doesn't have one year left, but he is older. I think he's a movable piece. Tanner Pearson has three years with three point oh two five a why year. Did they sign that contract. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to get anything Yikes. for that. But that's something you, you want to get off the books in some way, right? Like, I don't know. That's that's rough. Um, uh, then we just kind of get into like the bottom six. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Dickinson just, Jimmy, two point six five. I don't Mott, know if you whatever. saw this, but I saw that. Hmm? I think you retweeted it. It was uh. Was I, I the, probably didn't see it. It was the gif of uh, a Hank in Breaking Bad. It's like 30-year-olds when they realize Jim Benning. Oh, yeah, that was me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's instantly yeah. what I thought of when like, when you brought up Tanner Pearson because I think he's like 30 years old. Yeah, he's, he's not. close to there. Yeah, I remember when he was like a big trade piece. He was like, oh, he's got Pearson. Remember Who that... wants to throw a first-round pick at him? Remember that 70s line? The other oh teams. my god who was it to like Foley carter to Foley. and carter yeah yep. or dwight king oh boy one thing um, jesus one thing with the canucks that i'm very curious to see yeah while jimmy has a aneurysm looking at the defense real quick because it's bad i just wanted to point out that a lot of i'm very curious to see what boudreau does with this team because you have to think almost over half of this team has only been coached by travis green at the major level, right? Yeah, like at least the core. Seriously, no, no, definitely the core. Yeah, yeah. Pedersen, Hughes, Besser. Yeah, yeah. Horvat, Horvat, most like, of his career. Yeah, like wait, you, yeah, not all of it, but most of it. Yeah, yeah. you got. The, but you know what I mean. Like they've only had one coach and Hughes. one system, and we saw 
like we saw what guys excelled with the new coach, but we also saw how long it takes for a new coach to implement a new system when you've been in that system for so long. Cause I know in the Blackhawks, like, I don't know exactly what Travis Green's system is. Definitely isn't good from the looks of it, but um, <laughs> no, you know, like it's, it's going to be night and day for some of these guys when they get Boudreaux in the system. So I'm just wondering, cause they've already, it's like the Hawks, you've dug such deep of a hole. How long do you have to adjust? before you just throw the season away which it's kind of already thrown away but you know the canucks the aquilines are going to try to sell this to the uh, board that they're going to make the playoffs somehow so they're going to trade away their first round pick for philip forsberg (laughs) i'm just kidding nashville's (sighs) third in the division or fourth in the division right now oh by the way uh god damn it i hate this team just looking at it um quinn hughes uh 7.85 it's Quinn Hughes, whatever. Uh, Ekman Larson. You paid six like years, seven point two six. That contract's bad. Well. It's whatever. Um, then we get to the juicy stuff. Uh, three more years of well, let's see, three more. Here's his favorite defenseman, Tucker season. Pullman. <laughs> One more years of Tucker Pullman, baby. Two years. So after this year, two more years of Tyler Myers, and after this season. Three more years of Tucker Pullman. <laughs> it's it two point five. But that's two point five, and he's not two point five. He's uh, from what I've seen, he's one million. That's mm, it. He's Tucker a he's, Pullman. That's one quarter of Seth Jones. Uh, he didn't even play. Would like you rather four quarter. Tucker Pullmans or one Seth Jones? <laughs> that's a lot of size. I really makes you think. Tucker Pullmans. <laughs> All right, you, you say, or up, Justin Holes. Who would or win four Tucker Pullmans or one <laughs> Seth Jones? Oh, four Justin Holes, dude. Come on. Or one and a half Tyler Myers. How is Can Tucker only pick Pullman? One. Okay, Tucker Pullman. Seth Jones looks like he's six six. Tucker Pullman looks like he's like seven two. That guy's a fucking tree. Hey, here's the thing, Jimmy. Everyone in the NHL is short. <laughs> they're all like six. I know. But like... So when they're six three, they look Holy huge. <laughs> and you know what? And you, you're right. The NHL's getting shorter. You can't. You can't. Uh, can't argue against a hot commodity in size. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Maybe that is a good contract. Um, and these ones are all under one million. But holy fuck. Um, <laughs> Luke and like Shen, got- <laughs> Brad Hunt, and then the new Burroughs, Kyle Burroughs. I don't even know who that is. I don't think Alex I need Burroughs. to know. Like I know the second Burroughs. <laughs> like I, what is like a long okay. lost Burrow? How old is this guy? Five. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Old this Good guy. for him. Five. He was born in 2016, um, and he's playing yeah, in NHL history. He was drafted right alongside Alex Debrinkit, right out of the room. They popped him right out of the draft. Bro, um, same height too. It was crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> Toronto still drafted Yeager Korshkov over him. He played five games for the Avalanche last year, so um, yeah, uh, already better than you. And me and Pierce, because he got five games of experience. That's and five now games all this. He's never going to see the light of day again under Bruce Boudreaux. Anywho, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Bruce Boudreaux will do the Lucas Carlson thing or the Gustav Borsling thing or the Mackenzie Weger thing. Or maybe well, they got rid of the guy. Mm-hmm. Man, it's funny how many like, young defensemen Vancouver said that they're just like, nah, we don't need a Troy Stetcher. Nah, we don't need an Ole Levy. We don't need to. Uh, yeah, we don't need to call up Ole Levy and give him a chance. No, let's just make fun of him when he has COVID, you know, in the training camp. That is my alarm. Oh, Ian Cole's a Carolina Hurricane. What the fuck? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored the, this weekend. Is that what the alarm was for? To alarm you that Ian yeah, for Carolina Ian Cole Ian goal, yeah. goal alarm. All right. <laughs> Stanley Cup champion. Ian it's my ESPN uh, alert for Ian Cole notifications. Whoa. No, I was looking at the. Uh, I switched over to ESPN and I have the uh, the Buffalo game, and the, yeah, he did score. He scored on uh, Malcolm Subban. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, poor Malcolm. Full man. circle. Malcolm yeah. In the middle. In the middle. I'm a uh, shitty team. Wearing an awesome PK Subban shirt under this. I don't feel like taking off my also awesome of awesome team with awesome fans. Wow. Leafs hoodie. So he's so he uh, supports people who hits people to the head, and then he supports a slew footer. Damn, Jimmy. What do we? What's next, bro? Got a Brad Marchand hat under there somewhere? I just might. I know that's the, jer- the jerseys in my closet over there. Hey, Jimmy, like what do you it. support the Chicago Blackhawks? <laughs> uh, this is you, actually. I don't think I could. I literally could not. It could not be worse for me. I'm a Blackhawks fan wearing no, a headshot hoodie, uh, slew foot shirt, um, and well, like obviously, like I said, my Marchand jerseys in the closet you know because i, I, I right next to the evander kane jersey <laughs> bingo hey maybe a tony <laughs> I, one in there got a mike richards back there somewhere listen I'm not saying no we should probably move on to something that uh makes me look like less of a total piece of shit um oh, oh you know no. how you could do that take off the loose one <laughs> hey um so i'm happy about this one because uh pierce you you know this um anybody who listens to the podcast knows this uh Elaine Vino made me watch some of the worst hockey I've seen played by an NHL team in my entire life yeah. a weekend or two ago. And fuck that guy. He's gone. Fuck that guy. I saw a um, picture if Elaine Vino did not have a Roberto Longo and Henrik Lundqvist as his goalies for a majority of his career. I'm playing man of the year. And it was a, no, no, no. It was a picture of Kerr oh, McGuire no. behind the bench in Hartford, but that also would have been great too. No, the unemployed man. They missed out. No. Um, damn. I mean, I, I was so excited to just imagine that tweet. Damn. Yeah. But he is the unplayed man of the year. I don't He's think gone. I've seen anyone else tweet that. Go ahead and tweet yeah. yourself. No, that's you, dude. You just, no, you, wait, no, actually, I did think of it, but you helped yeah. me with it. So, Welcome we'll to actually, the PJS cast. We'll, we'll be, be like, maybe, maybe, we, maybe <laughs> yeah, we, can, <laughs> we can tweet that on the PJ's cast account. <laughs> yeah, we're like the uh, we're like that Shrek meme where he's like, hmm, 10 likes, impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's the fuck gone. Um, one of like, I, seriously one of the ugliest stretches of hockey i think a team is coach uh, a coach has coached um and that's during this nhl season with this blackhawks team um in the same season so uh pretty fucking bad um and this is even more amazing i i think a lot of people didn't even know that he was uh still had an nhl job until this was announced um Jimmy, today I'm pretty sure we were talking except for me about this we're like except we were talking about yeah what is wrong with the Philadelphia Flyers? Look at looks at the head coach and Michelle. Coaches. That's all oh, you need to Terrian. know. Elaine Vigneault, Michelle Terrian, and Mike Yo, who they're now giving the interim tag to. You want to hey, know who ran so the power bad. play? Michelle fucking Terrian. <laughs> couldn't do it years ago. Shockingly, still couldn't do it now. And like what? I said, I saw that power play live, and I will never watch another Michelle Terrian power play in the NHL again. Hopefully, I totally won't. They'll definitely hire him in like the next two weeks, but hopefully not for long because holy mother of God, seeing Travis Sanheim in the slot more than twice gives me an aneurysm. That was horrible. So um, shit, good for Flyers fans. Good for the Flyers. Um, Chuck Fletcher's still there. So, I mean, I don't really know if there's that much hope, but it's it's a step in the right direction. 
It, the Flyers have just been sure. so confusing this year. I don't understand. Like, it started, like, obviously with the offseason, with giving up a first for Ristolainen. Made no sense. Um, Getting right Ellis, the, who's broken. Well, Ellis was fine, but he's only played four games this year. Like, he's on LTIR right now. He can't stay mm-hmm. healthy. That's And he got him for freaking five more years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. going to be fun if he's already having injury problems. Um, Cam Atkinson's been... And Cam Atkinson's on like a mad cold streak from last time I checked. Like he started off super hot and he hasn't done anything since. Konechny's got like one in his last 12. Um, I know Giroux's got like two tonight, but they're losing 4-3 in the first to the Flyers. (laughs) Or not the Flyers, the Abs. They are losing to the Flyers every night. What are you talking about? No, they lose to themselves every night, bro. And like... No, I saw Ivan Provorov stand at his own, like around the hash marks in his own zone, wait for a pass and then flip it up get picked off and then lead to a goal. It was one of the most ugly Dude. plays in the NHL I've ever seen. It was so bad. Travis Sandheim. So Travis Sandheim has been having like, or not Travis Sandheim. Um, Ivan Provorov has been having like actually probably his worst year of his career analytically. And I know no last question. year wasn't much better also, but man, you really got to think Mike Yo's number one job better be to fix Ivan Provorov fast. Cause that, that should be your like anchor on the back end. And if he's looking as lost as he does, like that trickles down to everyone like that. If he can't handle the responsibilities of being a top pair defenseman, you know, Rasmus versus the lion sure as hell can't um, <laughs> like, what does that say? Like you're going to have Keith Yandel and Travis Sanheim doing that. You're going to have, oh, oh man, they don't even have their like old, just normal guys like Robert Hague and them anymore. I don't even know who the third pairing is anymore. Carson. Dude, that's not a good thing. I don't think flyers are a problem right now. And Can like, I just put it this way: Nick Sealer has been playing consistent NHL minutes. No way, flyers! You're Dude, kidding you me. Know this. You saw Nick Sealer play an NHL game. I'm jealous now. That's amazing, mm-hmm. bro. You should you should be proud of yourself. Fuck, don't even. No, I had to see that. No, that was so bad. I can't escape him. I can't escape him. The second, the only, oh, sorry, the second NHL arena I ever go to, the only one I ever go to <laughs> the first time. Jimmy, uh, besides no the United man, Center, Nick Sealer's there. Nick Sealer, I fear one man. No, my friends, uh, no, they were trying to tell me that Nick Sealer's hot. I'm like, yes, I know he's hot. Oh, he's also someone, a fucking idiot. I don't someone care. Someone I used I to follow care. on Twitter. <laughs> actual like dog water. Nick I don't care. Man, By the way, more power to him because I could not. No, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Schmitty. If you're Chuck Fletcher right now, because I mean we all know Chuck Fletcher, he's not one to sell. So is he going to double down and trade someone that he shouldn't to try to get better? Because I really think that yes. might be what we're leaning to. Yes, Dude, or yes, of course, it. or is he going to do yes. the smart thing, which we kind of hinted at in the summer, but they already locked one of them up. You trade Claude Giroux this year, and you get, get a, his, a get freaking a call, boatload from someone at the deadline. Smart. I was going to mention that. Yeah, if you're smart, you do it. Chuck Fletcher's not smart, so I'm just going to Chuck say Fletcher's no. trading Joel Farabee for fucking Chuck Kevin Fletcher Fiala. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, it's happening, bro. It's happening. Joel Farabee <laughs> or Morgan Frost is getting traded, and it's going to bite him in the ass so hard. Dude, Chuck Fletcher calls the lockout, okay? Like, this man's not a smart human being. I don't don't expect him. Dude, they're going to trade for Jake DeBrusque. The Trade Fairby for Brusque, dude. They're, they're gonna, gonna trade Fairby for DeBrusque. <laughs> no, they're gonna they're gonna trade for DeBrusque and they're gonna overpay somehow. 
And Boston's mm-hmm. going to get someone really good that's going to help them get even better. Right. Juka Rask is now back in the fold. So. He's an e-bug there. Yes. Because mm-hmm. everyone's getting sick there, and I'm pretty sure their whole Providence team's got a COVID outbreak, yeah. so they can't call anyone up. It's tough times up in Boston right now. I saw this. To put oh, no. Boston's top. not doing well. Oh, no. They're still 500. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, dude. I was in a Twitter space, like, two or two or, uh two weeks ago or so, and I had a Boston fan trying to tell me that Bruce Cassidy is like dog shit. And please, please fire Bruce Cassidy. Please fire Bruce Cassidy. Please. Please. I will. I, will I, I promise you Bruce Cassidy will be scooped up within fucking a week. A mm-hmm. week he will be scooped Dude, up. The Hawks are going to be like, listen, King, great stuff, but uh, assistant coach, just sit down for a second, please. Yeah, I'm serious. Like Bruce Cassidy's on the market. That changes everything. And I oh, like, for, for please, Boston. People. Please, Boston, let one year of mediocrity make you guys no, make a stupid I should move. I should know. I should. We should all be saying Bruce Cassidy sucks. Just get the narrative out there in every way until <laughs> it gets to until it gets up to the Boston. Uh, what are like those gifts that like Ves- the Vesatoskala dude on Twitter always makes? Or it's like Leafs fans love Tyson Berry. Extend Tyson <laughs> Berry. It's gotta be like Bruce fans hate Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> Fire Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Fuck oh yeah, dude. God. Please. I just want to put the nail in the coffin on the Flyers. They dropped Nick Abe Cubell to waivers in Colorado. And the only player on the Flyers that has more points than Nick Abe Cubell since he's joined Colorado is Claude Drew. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I meant to bring up Abe Cubell because, like, that's just, it's back to Jacques Fletcher. Like, what are you doing with your asset management? It's a solid like, player. It's a solid Nickel player. Nickel Bay Bell has like, been like a key bottom six forward on that team for three years, and you're just like waivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's let him go to Colorado. Like, yeah, let's let him go to a team that oh, no, needs four flyers. Oh, no. Like, nah. Also, did you guys see that goal by Alex Newhook speaking of Colorado a couple nights ago? Alex Newhook walks oh, everyone no. on Ottawa. Colorado Wait, has injuries. What? Now they're going to play Alex Newhook? Yeah, and he scored oh, again no. tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, we have to scratch. I remember. Oh, this goes all the way back to fucking the playoffs. Oh, Nazem Kadri's got suspended. Oh, they have to play Alex Newhook. Devon Taylor injured for the first bit of the season. Oh, now now we got to play Bowen Byram. Oh no. Okay, let I, me find that. I actually have way, not seen that goal. So give me one minute. You guys talk speak, about things. Well, speaking of Kadri, I was I was looking at the point totals for like leading the league or whatever, and Kadri's like third or fourth <clears> right now, which is crazy in itself. Guess who's fifth? Like quietly fifth at 30 points tough jones real caprizov oh i was that... gonna say kyle counter and the first place minnesota wild he's got 30 points he's just like quietly <laughs> racking up all the assists oh yeah bro like the whole minnesota, minnesota wild team has and think about it kevin fiala is like ice cold and they're still winning Ryan and the goaltending has like been like a 50 goal pace <sighs> what detroit has 13 wins what the fuck Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider, bro. They're the and truth. Has been playing really Seriously, good. they yep. really are. Larkin's hitting his stride. Like, um, we talked about this guy. with uh, Max Bolton. Pio Suta doing his thing. Get to do that. Yeah. yeah. Detroit, yeah. like Detroit's kind of like in the same position the Hawks are in a way where they just they just need to take that game by game right now. Don't look too far ahead. They keep winning, they keep winning. If they keep losing, like this is still this is a very huge step for them. And I it's nice seeing Detroit actually they'll be, be a, good. they'll be a contender. Like they'll make the playoffs next year. Give it two years. Give it like they get one more defenseman. Like I was kind of wondering if they were going to take a stab at Dougie Hamilton this offseason just because they had the cap space. But um, kind of like what New Jersey did. No, but like if they made a move like that next year, that could be interesting. Because uh, I don't think here's the Alex goal. get like a left-handed defenseman to play with Cider. I don't know who. Maybe like a Lindholm or someone. 
Calvin DeHaan. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's cool. By the way, you know who's uh, been that's extremely close. good for the Red Wings? Nick Letty. <clears throat> oh, he's going to get a first-round pick probably. Dude, they're moving. Iserman masterclass. What else is new? He's seriously. He's he is the blueprint for GMs. Oh my gosh, he, he sets up Tampa for back to back cups, and then within like three like years, Snyder, Detroit flipped around. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a meme, but like, please, these people need to go outside. It's, it's not funny. It's not. A meme. <laughs> people believe that shit, dude. Everyone who's not a Zack Snyder fan, it's a meme. Everyone who is genuinely is like, oh yeah, dude, he is. Everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I literally made I, I made a fucking meme for it too, the SpongeBob one where it's like, oh what you guys actually think Zack Snyder is the blueprint? I thought it was just a joke. Because that's exa- <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought it was a joke. But no, people were uh, uh Schmitty, do you see that? Fucking Miguel O'Hare is like punches miles across yeah. the fucking screen and they're like, No, that's oh exactly God, what I'm dude, talking about. Guys dude. being that guy's being <laughs> like unironic, and I'm just like, that's crazy. But um, um, I can't believe that Zack Snyder invented punching in midair. That's so crazy. Zack Snyder so apparently cool invented him. flying too, and like you know, he's like he actually filming. Superman. I don't know. He's like, actually he might so be Jesus. Gravity, I heard might be yeah. Jesus. I'm not hundred percent sure. I heard someone say. He, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying. All right, anyway, for my Daniel R P K is saying is reporting that Zack Snyder is in fact Jesus. Dude. Need more sources to confirm. Um, Peters, I don't know about you, Peters, but I feel like it was really annoying when he got snubbed for Citizen Kane. That really pissed me off. I mean, Man of Steel's near that, but like, hey man, anyone for really the no, no, you kidding me, bro? It's no Man of Steel. Citizen Kane doesn't even hold a coin to it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Citizen Kane wishes it was Batman v Superman. All right, I'm sorry, right, I'm done. Kane, I can't do this Citizen anymore. Kane I'm gonna was get too afraid to use CGI. <laughs> sorry, a bunch of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting you and putting that on Twitter. <laughs> Citizen Kane was too afraid to use CGI. Unlike Man of Steel, Citizen Citizen Kane does oh not utilize God. any VFX, being one of the most dated movies in history. Oh man! Let's talk about something that also might be just, outdated. Just imagine like the watch Jack mojo Hughes noise. <laughs> Oh, oh my dear God. Okay. <laughs> I'm very curious you know what, what you're saying. So I think Tyler Johnson can put up Jack Hughes stats. Fucking stop it. I'm, that is such a niche reference. <laughs> that might be the, we might only know that. We we do only know that, yeah. definitely. No, and maybe Hawks Twitter, some of Hawks Twitter. Um, so can I get my two cents in on this $8 million contract? Um, no inflation's gone up. It is three point eight cents. <laughs> Jesus, can Christ. I give my three point eight cents? <laughs> oh my God, damn you, Joe Biden. Am I right? Um, huh. So uh, yeah, eight by eight. I mean, I tweeted this same thing. I think we talked about this, Pierce. I'll, I'll say, did we talk about this, Pierce? I don't know if I don't know. Not, Who cares? Whatever. Let's so talk let's about talk it about again. Schmidt didn't get to talk about it. Fuck it. Whole clan needs. Um, yeah, I mean, like. He'll be worth it. Um, they're paying for they're paying for possibility right now, but they're paying for potential. It's okay. I, yeah, I thought I did something cool when I said paying for possibility, but no, yeah, that's yeah. Hey, you're hey, like you're paying like for that. the future, and so yeah, I mean, like it'll be good. Right now, it's not good because objectively, it can't be. He hasn't done that yet, but he'll play. He'll be an eight million dollar player. We all know this. So he might be just, better than Tyler Johnson. 
He might be. That's tough, though, because, you know, Tyler Johnson, we've seen his numbers are pretty similar to, you know, he's had some uh, seasons similar to Jack Hughes, you know, and not like Tyler Johnson has played that much more, but, you know, you know, you don't really want to compare too much. But, uh, yeah, so uh, not good now because it can't be. It will be good. Everyone who's complaining, if you are actually complaining, shut the fuck up. This is simple stuff. Sorry. Now, I, I, as I begin to complain, because no, I don't like no. this deal personally at all. Um, <laughs> well, um, if you're going to complain, it'll be for right reasons at least. But I just don't understand any reason to not like it. I don't like it. Proving I just don't it. think. Okay, here's my two cents. I'm coming from this. They just paid. They just locked up Kim, Heesher, and Hamilton. Minimum seven years, right? Probably mm-hmm. all combined like 26 mil, something like that. 25, 26. Yeah. Have they even come in six in the division yet? <laughs> like genuinely okay, asking. Like, I'm sorry. No, they have it. They have it. I no. get paying on potential. Okay. I, I get it. I get it. But there is not a single comparable to Jack Hughes' contract right now. You cannot compare any of those big young contracts to Jack Hughes because no one had a point total like Jack Hughes and they got this deal. Jack Hughes is like half a point a game through his career right now, which is fine. He's like 20 years old. He's super young. But – I mean, I get it. I get they know it's his, that he's the franchise. Might as well lock him down for eight years. I get that mm-hmm. part, and he'll probably be the you know like he's the poster boy of the organization right now. But man, this contract's got some capability of being some Clayton Keller type stuff, where mm-hmm. some Ryan yeah. Johansson type That's stuff, him. where it's you're you're paying for that potential. Yeah, I understand that. He hasn't hit it yet, and you what if he doesn't? It on a year-to-year basis and exactly, and I guarantee we'll look back on this in two years, and he'll be fine, right? Obviously, he yeah. was hurt start this year, and he was already lighting up the Hawks in that first game. Whatever. The skill is so there. It's just I would have bridged personally, and I know that probably isn't the most popular decision, but I'd rather – I'd rather have that clause in the contract where you sign him like three times five and he gets nine on the next one. If he like, you know, you know, makes it to the next one with the team and like hits his thing, kind of like the Brinkett's uh, like bridging away and points bridge. Yeah. Cause then like, once he gets those three years, if he has that point total, I know he's worth the nine mil, but now you're locked in into the eight and you're locked in with seven with each and you're locked in with nine with Hamilton. And like you're building your core. The wind's got to show up now. And yeah. you got to see development now. Like, I'm sorry. This, you're, you, the pressure's on for Hughes now. I'm sorry. You're getting paid now. Like, you're not in that entry-level deal anymore. Kind of like what we said with the Leafs. Baby fat's off. Yeah. Now you got to produce. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't want to – I don't want to see this flip in a bad way for the Devils. That's just my biggest fear. And yeah. I get even more scared considering that Doc was only three picks behind him. And I don't know he doesn't have the same point totals, but if they give Kirby Doc anything over, like, four mil, I'm going to lose it. Because I'm, I'm sorry, sure they'll bridge. I'm you sure can't. No, he has to bridge. There's no. He way. has to bridge. You can't. Davidson you can't pay off potential. Our bridges too. So. Yeah, you can't pay off a potential. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? There's a reason. Uh, there's reason to not be concerned. Yeah. There's a track record. But I I get what you're saying though. I I totally get where you're coming from. It sets yeah. the bar for this next generation of young stars in that class. Honestly, it's like this. Like if Jack Hughes first, only has to put up first. that much to get eight, and I know it's a circumstantial thing for the Devils. I'm sorry. If I'm Kirby Doc, I'm like, all right, well, my point totals are a little bit lower than that. I had to at least five or six. And then, like, you know, that ends up in a, you know, that's not my uh, talk. That's, you know, the talk of the yeah. negotiators and the agents and the GM. But I just, 
I don't know, man. I just, I really think this is going to be the kind of deal that sets something off in a way I that we don't expect. I'd just be like, no, you suck. Four million. Take it or leave it. <laughs> oh, I give him three times two. I give him exactly what Strom got. And it's just like, prove it. And mm-hmm. like, in yeah. two years, we'll have the cash base and you can get paid as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Or you got to put the numbers out. Two by three, something like that. I feel Go like ahead. that's just where I'm getting like stuck on right now. Deal, like- yeah, no, I agree, Pierce. It's That's just what I'm getting stuck on right now. It's like, it, that's how I like if if let's let's put it this way if I were a Devils fan I'd be a little hesitant yeah. that we just had Hughes for eight years at eight let's just put right, it that way right yeah oh, I that, totally get it yeah that's just, just where think, I'm coming from I know exactly what you mean I just think like personally I just feel like I I get it I just feel like there's just no way that doesn't work out with the, his projection his trajectory dude and again um I know underlying stats are dumb, uh, apparently, as we uh, learned today on ha- uh, Hawks Twitter, but um, his underlying numbers are gross, like disgustingly fucking good and amazing in transition. Um, apparently, one of the most underrated puck thieves in the AHL. I did not know about that. Um, so, I mean, all the signs point to yes. He's a good but, player. I mean, it is the NHL. Skills, you never just know. Gotta I, guess. Put it all together. And I, think I just want to see him do it. That's all my. That's all I'm saying. That, oh, well, I my... love when he does it too. He's gonna be fucking. Oh nasty. yeah, Team USA, baby. He's gonna be the two C this year, probably. Actually, Larkin's definitely gonna be the two C right now as oh, it's, yeah, as yeah. it's going. But um, yeah, well, that, that, that's just my thoughts. CCM year. Good job, Pierce. What did you? I mean, Pierce. What did you think of the deal? <laughs> uh, again, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I don't think it's great but i don't think it's bad like you're again you're just betting on potential oh look at the canadian just indifferent to everything so kind and so sweet okay what a shocker wow way to be racist it's okay i don't have health care oh my god wow now i'm gonna have to go to the hospital on my polar bear damn take care of your eye i wear my hey boy gear he had all summer to rest bro he's ready to go because you're riding the moose I can't believe you guys are so far ahead of us that you're not even using gasoline. You just feed your polar bear carrots. <laughs> Much more uh, eco-friendly in my we, opinion. We hired, so. we hired Al Gore as like an environmentalist. That's why. They found Man Bear Pig and he actually found the cure for gasoline. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too fucking good. Speaking of Canadians. Uh, yes, Pierce. I want to I talk about Jeff, like... We we've seen like with, as the Blackhawks fans, we've wanted to see someone like Jeff Corton go to the Blackhawks, obviously at Montreal, and then potentially Bruce Boudreaux as a coach in uh, Chicago. But now he's in Vancouver. So, but I I just like seeing Jeff Gordon going to Montreal and saying like we're gonna be more like forward thinking. We're gonna implement analytics into our department. I'm actually really excited to see what Montreal does. They've already claimed Kale Clegg off of waivers, like who might Great be claim. something. I don't know, but you can tell there's like there's gonna be there's gonna be a direction there. And yeah. it really hasn't been like Montreal, like it feels like one year they they maybe like went around or two and then the next year they're like picking in the top ten, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the draft is in Montreal this year, so I think they're gonna wanna sell and get rid of all these players and uh, kind of like like we've always been this up with bill zito but i feel like jeff gordon doesn't have this attachment to these players not saying that he's going to trade yeah. away like all these players but you know like you look at someone like christian there's Dupont, no homer lens of sorts no. there's no there's no bias there and that's the biggest thing with contracts like you know they have a couple of them i believe you know a couple ugly ones you 
you got to be LeBron able to admit that. Idea, I don't know if there's like any rumor behind it, but like Carey Price to Montreal won. It would just be funny from an historical standpoint because Patrick Wall obviously being traded to Colorado and like changing the fortune of that. Franchise. Oh my God. And no, then, there's no fucking but way. There, there's no, no, there's no way, way it happens. It would, it's a great thought though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking amazing thought. I just heard about yeah. that. The uh, SDP on the way back home today. It's fucking amazing. I would, I, mm, in a perfect world that happens. The closest we'll ever get to price getting traded was the Kraken. That oh, was yeah. the closest we'll ever get, honestly. Um, the, the, unless, like, I'm, I, I mean this genuinely. Unless the Habs retained half, you're not trading Carey Price. I think. Oh no, there's no oh, way. No. Unless they're getting like a crap ton of salary in return. Like I remember for the longest time, I thought the only way that might work is if we traded like tapes for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like ten point five for ten point five. That's the only kind of way I could see you moving a, a deal like Price, personally. Because, so, I mean, look at how – I mean, I feel like they kind of finesse the Eichel trade a little with Vegas, but Vegas is going to be in cap hell when Eichel comes back. So, we'll see what happens. They're going to have a trade before Eichel comes back. 100%. And, like, not, like you said, Vinny Dadnov is going to be Simpsons memes in and out the door. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. He's gone. And Pierce, like you said, like the drafts in Montreal, like you need to do everything in your right to get Shane Wright or get Matthew Savoy or get uh, Brad Lambert or get I, there's a couple more top prospects really I'm missing. Prospects Just the top three. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, from the sound of it, Ben Sherratt's getting a first. So fuck, you yep. can go from just Edmonton. stack it up right now. <laughs> I mean, hell, we know David Savard can, uh, sh- uh, you know, schlep a first. Um, do it again. I- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd I really think you could move Jonathan Duran if you tried. Like, yeah. he's played very well this year under the radar. Like, and when he's healthy, obviously, because he's been banged up a couple times. But, like, I feel like that's a guy you can move and get some good picks. Um, I don't know how comfortable they are moving to Foley in year two of that four-year deal. Yes, Jimmy? I have an unpopular opinion. I think Jonathan Duran could actually do pretty well with a different team. It's not the Montreal Blackhawks. For Dylan Strong. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, go for it. I'd do it. Um, I mean, fuck it. I agree, though. Yeah. Been on literally one of the most offensive drafts. or the off, most offensively trouted teams in the last mm-hmm. half year or so. Like a half yeah. half decade, my bad. Yeah. yeah. They've been awful offensively, and he's just sitting there, and they're expecting him to – he's not the guy – he's not the, the spoon that serves a drink. He's not at all. And, you know. I, so I don't think Jeff – hmm? I was just going to say in terms of – um you know, like maybe trading a guy like Duran. I don't know if Jeff Gordon would be inclined to pick up this player, but like if Duran could find his way on the Bruins for DeBrusque and something. Dude, that'd be fun. Put Duran with like Taylor Hall and uh, I don't know, like Eric Halla or Charlie Coyle. I could do a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey swap if you want for the uh, for the podcast logo. Ooh, look at that. Uh, you're right, Jimmy. I, people forget how good Jonathan Duran was in Tampa, though. <laughs> he was so fucking good. He was, he was so, so good. fucking good. And then they like... gave him to one of the worst offensive teams. And no wonder he struggled. He almost willed that team to the Stanley Cup final in 2016. I think a lot of people Dude, he really. Him and Kucherov. Dude, yeah, that. you're right, Pierce. That, that run Thank was you. all Duran. Thank you. Like I feel like I am I was crazy for that. saying that that trade wasn't that bad at the time. Because Stamkos it's was just that I know. And of course, of Braden Point course. was like a rookie. Dude, Tampa mm-hmm. has come close to so, like they were like they could have four cups. Yeah, twenty eighteen too. Like they were both twenty fifteen. They, they were up three two in both twenty sixteen and twenty eighteen. But then, yeah, they were up two one in twenty fifteen Stanley Cup final. And like, I think a lot of people forget twenty eleven. They were one game away from going to the Cup final. 
Dude, that yeah, 2011 game seven was nuts. Oh my gosh. I don't know if they beat Vancouver, but like, <sighs> yeah, that's. Oh, I don't know. Vancouver got banged up a bunch that series. That is true. But, I don't think we're ever going to see 13 defensemen playing a cup final ever again. No, no. Yeah, there's no, no way. Maybe the Blackhawks, though. Even the Blackhawks didn't mentality. get that bad in 2015. Holy. No. Seriously, we had Kyle Comiskey on the back end at one point. Like, <laughs> that Kyle Comiskey chemo team in a masterclass really did secure David Rumblad, baby. I used to laugh so hard looking at those like defensive like ice times at like when we used to be in like those triple overtime games. I'd be like, okay, so PC, Rook, John Verson, Oduya, all like 40 minutes plus, and then Kimo team in nine minutes, like Michael Rosaball, like eight minutes. It's like, what's the point? People forget that Trevor Van Riemsdyk also won the Stanley Cup. Like he played like the last couple games. Mm-hmm. Top pair. With Duncan Keith in 2015 oh my to win the God, cup. yeah. Oh, that was going to be the pairing throughout the year, and then Van Riemsdyk got banged up, and then they went back to Keith Jalmerson. So, mm-hmm. oh, back when now he's an elite defenseman on Washington. It's just incredible how these kids grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like bounced from team to team. Like I think he's on Carolina for a bit too. Uh, not really. I mean, he went to Carolina, then he went to Washington. I think that's no, all. He's it feels like he's played for more teams. He got drafted by Vegas. That's why you think he went to a bunch of other teams. Oh, he got drafted okay. by Vegas, mm-hmm. then traded to Carolina, played with Carolina forever, and then went to Washington. He's been on three teams, Pierce. You fucking homer. Wow. I think it's just because the the Caps wait till free agency to sign Barry Psych every I'm year. Not a real Blackhawks fan after those comments, Jimmy. A real Black Caps fan. A what? Oh. oh what do you me. mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I thought you said black caps. Sorry, my my complete my black entire ca- screen I was like, just went when you black. said that. Like my brain was like, "What?" Uh, freak out! Uh, go stupid! <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to see what Montreal does. Like like we said, I know we went off topic a little, but Jeff Gordon definitely has a plan, and I want to see how he implements that plan. And maybe he'll get the lottery luck he did with the Rangers too. He didn't win the lottery this twice. Is, this is the first fucking time that in my entire NHL fandom that uh, Mark Bergevin has not been the GM of the Canadians, and I'm actually really fucking excited because I can finally see like this, like you know the Montreal Canadiens, lay you know lay Canadiens. I can finally fucking see them like actually have a direction and have a consistently good team you would at least assume most likely they're going to have that and uh yeah speaking Still of teams watch Leafs and Habs fans cry at each other and not be a oh, yeah. it, but it'll be fun to watch the games I was gonna say speaking of teams that luck their way to a COVID Stanley Cup final Dallas has seemed to turn it around pretty quick I feel like every yes. year with Dallas they have a good transition the by the way <laughs> and then every team is like oh or like every time it's like, oh, the, the team has sucked Dallas. They're going to have to blow it up. They're going to have to fire the coach. And then they always turn it around. They literally, they're, they're a Pokemon. They just use Harden. The defense up. <laughs> Metapod, just, okay. use Harden. <laughs> That's literally Braden Holpe has been amazing for them. And Ben Bishop's getting a conditioning stint right now in Texas. So Texas. That'll be interesting. I thought they um, Joe Pavelski seems like he's bounced out of his rut. Same with Rupe Hands. Yeah, Texas stars. But, um. Rupe it's Hintz, good to see. I've heard a million times on Steve Dangle's fantasy team. <laughs> I listen to that podcast at my job, and now every time I hear his at name, I'm like, gerb. Oh, my gerb. My they goddamn took away job. Our gerbs. They took but, um, away our freedom. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it's it's not even like the old regime that's doing it. It's the new regime in Dallas. So it's the Rupe Hints. It's the Jason Robertsons. It's um, I'm missing a name in and there it's somewhere. It's not Tyler Sagan or Jimmy Ben. Exactly. Or I, not even Alex Radulov that much. And Miro yeah. Haskinen is just being a freaking horse actually, on the back. You end. know, who might not be afraid to munch box, but, you know. <sighs> Jamie Ben is such a pussy. Anyways. What would he know about pussies? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, Ayo, that was wish that yeah. could be the title. Um, yeah, it can't be. I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up Dallas's uh, statistics. Oh no, not the Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship uh, <laughs> with Marty's with the picture of you and Marty St. Louis. Oh my god, I'm so glad you got where I was going with that. Thank you, <laughs> bro. You could be literally the poster child. <laughs> dude, the, I, I love that the, the picture with the little Blackhawks hat on him. <laughs> that should be. <laughs> Yo, what do you say, Marty oh, St. Louis, as head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks? I wish. Nah. You can be an ambassador like Chris Kunitz <laughs> and, and be an assistant coach for God, however long. 2014 Olympians, Chris Kunitz. And, and not 2014 Olympian, Martin St. Louis. Oh, no, he was, but he was. No, he was. Yeah, he was. He was, just, squad. He was he, yeah, he was last on the team. Oh, and everyone made a big old this. fucking deal about it, even though they were going to mm-hmm. win gold like a cakewalk anyway. Yeah. So didn't, funny. Didn't St. Louis actually get pissed at Eisman for that, though? Or was yeah, that just I a think rumor? that's why. Yeah, and then he got traded. <laughs> I still don't get that trade. I still don't get why St. Louis wanted out. Like, Bro, that's so was funny. it just for was it just for that? Re- there must have been something. There's no way. It's There's no way it was just that. that. It's yeah. got to be more than that. But like at the same time, okay, to be fair. He did go to the cup final the first series of the Rangers. So, and like, the, the reason he wanted to go was to win, yeah. and he almost mm-hmm. won. And he was damn good on that playoff run for the Rangers, too. Still, mm-hmm. it's, like, one of the most iconic OT winners of, like, the last, like, oh 10 years. We won't even get started, but we got effing robbed of the Blackhawks Habs final that year. But we're just uh, not going to get yeah, into man. that. Um, <laughs> By the way, uh, point leaders on uh, Dallas um, – for points, it's 19 for Pavelski. In goals, it's 10 for Rope Hints. That's it's so Dallas for your point leader to be. And that's kind of what the Hawks are doing right now, too. And Pierce, we talked about this last night. Um, we were texting. What was it fucking late? What were you doing? Why were I don't you just enough to win? I was so I was oh, yeah, no. today and like I was trying to go. To oh, bed. I know why like, you're doing early. the fucking article. Like, yeah, I felt I fell asleep at 9 p.m. and then I woke up back back at like 11 30. <clears> How is Seth Jones performing <laughs> under Derek King? And then hmm, I, went to I will look up Seth Jones' stats. analytics. Yes. And somehow it was a good thing. Somehow yeah. it was a nice a positive it, it for your mental health. Before, yeah, it, it made me happy yeah. before I go to bed. I'm like, hmm, Seth Jones isn't doing too bad. <laughs> I will sleep soundly. Yes. Um, With but this is the low event hockey that the Hawks are playing. They're doing the same shit. Like, you don't have to have a guy who's, you know, your point leader doesn't have to be, you know, and they've turned around like, right at level. the same time. Both teams. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. They just didn't start the season one eight and one, so they can kind of you know go somewhere with their season still. Like that, I mean, we kind of talked about it at the beginning of the year though, in terms of like the central. It's got to be a dog fight. Like there's six teams right now that like, are. Colorado isn't even in the playoff spot, but they also have games in hand. Like nope. if you like a point percentage, they're gonna make it. But yep. oh, I can pull up the goal uh, goaltending stats for Dallas yeah. too. Um, oh, Anton Hudobin has not been good. Ooh. Yeah, he's like he doesn't play anymore. Like Ottinger's the backup, and hope he's the starter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Ottinger has six games, nine fifty one save percentage. That's just, that's a sign of the you know recent times being pretty good. Um, and Braden Holpe, 
your starter, apparently, uh, 927 save percentage. Hey, man. They may not like Rick Bonus, but he knows how to coach up a defense. And they got three. They got a three. They're like Nashville. They're like how Nashville used to be. They got four monsters on defense right now. You got Mm -hmm. Haskinen, Klingberg, Lindell, and Suter. That's that's about as good as it gets right there on the back end. And then you still got Hawk and Paw on the like the lower parent. Like they are they are so good defensively. I will never forgive Kyle Dubas for passing (laughs) on Yoni Hawk and (laughs) Paw. Also, um, like, I know we gave it crap at the time, but, like, signing guys like Raffle and Glenn Denning really helped that defensive mindset. So, I mean, hats off to them. And they got, like, guys like Fox, though, who are so good at that, playing Fox that tight-checking so style. Oh, yeah, Fox is amazing. He's, like, what I wish Anisimov was back in the day. But Anisimov oh. could never be that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Better no, offensively, but, oh, man, I Fox is such Radek a horse Fox, on though, was taken before Tavo and Andre Vasilevsky. Wow. People stars probably shaking their heads on that one. <laughs> I wouldn't. He's a he's a great defensive player, and that's what wins championships, buddy. So I was yeah, tell Andre Vasilevsky and his five shutouts when he won the Stanley Cup. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Was, was he playing when, defense? I don't think final, so. Yes, sure. actually, he was. <laughs> hmm? Yes, he was, Jimmy. He was playing he right was. D when Jan Ruda was on the bench. To be honest, yeah, uh, no, actually, he kind of was the entire playoffs. Yeah, he We're plays right D for the Tampa Bay Lightning also. Don't forget that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I mean, I could, pro- I could probably play right defense for the Lightning at that point. Holy shit. Yeah, like how many... they're literally the worst defenseman you're going to play with is Ryan McDonough <laughs> or McDonough, <laughs> depends on who you think. No, it's literally Luke Shen, Jan Ruda, and some Joe Schmo just lined up Cal- to play. <laughs> oh, Eric Chernak. Okay, that is Chernak. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, Zach Bogosian. Zach Bogosian. Brent. My favorite thing. My favorite thing is when they're like, he left. Jack Bogosian left money on the table to go back to Tampa Bay. Like they were talking about that in NHL Network, and I'm like, but what money? Oh, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. First of all, he's gonna make more money in Tampa he's on in that Tampa deal Bay. than he would have in Toronto on that deal. Like, I know. It's like, I oh know. my god, my favorite is when Canadian markets get mad that they can't sign players, and it's like, do you not realize how much these idiots get taxed in Montreal and stuff? They lose like half their money. <laughs> like. I don't blame them. No wonder you see like fucking leaps on all these ads and stuff. Like they're getting like a third of their contract taken out for taxes. Or also (laughs) maybe playing with that media kind of fucking sucks. Who would have thought people can't get over that? Someone doesn't want you in their business every fucking other day. Who would have thought, man? Crazy. But I, okay, to give credit to a lot of like Canadian teams, or Leafs fans specifically, actually, um, I think, I think they kind of realized, yeah, I, kind of sucks to play here and then they and then those fans continue to make it suck to play there so what am i even giving credit for um trying to find out who did this (laughs) (laughs) there's this Uh, nonsense (laughs) (laughs) that was funny shut up (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh robin lender yeah. That's news to me. I did not know this. So I was at the dentist today and I went, Oh, that's nice. Good for you, Robin. That's nice. I wonder if you made the right choice. Because Robin Leonard now is just always the guy to speak up for us in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And people need to just like look what, man. like look what Robin Leonard was saying about Jack Eichel. Not like saying it's the same, but like Jack Eichel gets his surgery and then Tyler Johnson gets the same surgery. Like 
Mm-hmm. I feel like when you get an NHL player to set like a president, other players will follow. And I think, yeah, I NHL surprised. players are very monkey see, monkey do. Exactly. Uh, teams too. <laughs> yeah. Robin, like I wonder, like I don't think we're gonna see a ton, but I could imagine a couple, maybe a couple players. Are like, That's oh, why it's man, the dumbest league. Go, I mean, I the Olympics and qu- potentially quarantine if I get a, for like a few weeks if I get a yeah. test. That's the problem, honestly, and I and. They've like uh, Frank Saravalli already said there's a memo out that uh, NHL teams can't have Christmas parties Bear, because they Barry don't. Barry Bettman canceled Christmas. Call him the Grinch. Oh. Yeah, Hugh <laughs> Allen Walsh. But um, I'm just <laughs> man. I I'm really starting to lose faith that they're gonna. Go I don't to think Olympics. it's gonna happen. Like it, really I, I if there's another massive COVID outbreak, again. I don't think. Well, this time they got a legitimate reason. They're not just sitting with their hands between their legs like they were, or their tail between their legs like they yeah, were in 2018. 2018, they should be fucking fired for. I'm sorry. That is unacceptable what they did in 2018. I'm sorry. That's why it stings, man. Unacceptable. Unacceptable by Gary Batman. And that's why I feel like he's taking all these precautions to get him going now. Because he, he knows he can't fuck this up. He cannot fuck this he's up. He's going to. He's going to. You know, I don't if, think they're going. No, and my dad brought up an idea where it's like, oh, well, like fly most of the people into like the United States or Canada to play it because then like, you know, 75% of the teams are already there. And it's like, that's not the point, though. The point is to play hockey in China with the best players in the world so people can realize how good this sport is. And that's like, the Olympics, it, too. The Olympics yeah. is in China, not in the U.S. Yeah. That's why would the they, exactly it's the pride? It's, it's, it's just, it's not going to happen. China and it, is they the most don't populous go. country in the world. Like, they it's have one suck because it's. If you even get a hundred, like, yep. it, what is it, 1%? Like, that's a million. Not, that, that's going to be that much, but like, China is just so populous that, like, even if you can tap into dude. it, that's a lot. It, it's just crazy. It has to happen during the COVID. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, like, it, 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 like, let's be fair. Gary Bettman's not getting any help with the way, you know, the pandemic's gone and whatnot, but I'm sorry. This is your last fucking shot. And if you really want to be committed to growing this game internationally, yeah, it's going to stink. I've got like, you know, maybe Robin Leonard doesn't go, or maybe like, let's say like Nathan McKinnon doesn't go because he's had COVID issues this year. Like let's say one of those guys doesn't go. Yeah. Oh that no. Stinks. Now we're going to play Brandon point at second. Oh no. Oh, now no. I got to take Johnson Barris on the taxi squad. Hey Pierce, Fuck. you don't get to joke around. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> you get to cheer <laughs> oh, for that team. God. Stop it. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. no. Oh my god. By no. the way, the Dangle podcast where they're like complaining about who's gonna be in the bottom six. I'm like, oh, get a grip, guys. Come on. Oh you're I like, I don't know. Mark Stone's one? gonna make this team. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's one two we'll go with just Jesse and Steve, but I oh man, they need they need they need these stars to go. And if they don't and they can't, I'm Definitely. sorry. In the next two years, it needs to be a World Cup of Hockey or Batman's just royally fucked this shit Here's up because the there's got to be some kind of inner. You can't have Crosby and McDavid on the ice and not see them play together ever. You can't have Matthews and Kane playing together and never see them play together. You can't have Kucherov and Ovechkin and never see them play together. You know what I mean? You see where I'm getting at with this? There no, are no, no. so many dynamic duos. It's so I've many crazy, like, comp. Didn't even get me started with Finland. Don't even get me started with what Finland's going to look like. But, like, dude. We're going to see some, like, mind-melting hockey, and it's going to get robbed from us because Dude, of COVID. Look and Look at Switzerland. Dude, Germany's power play is going to be gross. <laughs> it wouldn't be that big of a deal if they didn't fuck it up in 2018. Exactly. That's yeah, what they I didn't fuck it up four years ago. 
it would yeah. be more forgive like there would be no pressure okay yeah we went to 2018 we can't go now but okay like there's cold pressures on now yeah mm-hmm. there's pressure on because you haven't done a good job of marketing the game you didn't go in 2018 and and like i know the owners already don't want like the nhl they never want to go exactly and that's why i don't think it's going to happen like there's just so many things no the owners always it feels like all it's going to take is all it's going to take is one Sidney crosby or one like alex ovechkin getting stuck in china at covid protocol for this shit to get fucked and that's what everyone's scared of right now because like if like there's a legitimate case where a guy could be stuck in china for a month with COVID symptoms. And that's what Robin Leonard was concerned about. He doesn't want to yeah. be stuck there for a month because not only because it affects your physical health because of COVID, if you have a positive test, but also you can't go home mentally. You can't go home. You can't see your family. You're, you're by yourself. The world, and you could you didn't even like get to play at all. Like no, no. And that's why yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. I really don't. I like I was optimistic like back in September. I remember when we were doing the uh, like the Ross projections, but I just. I think it's going to happen and this is like a huge not like not this year in particular is a huge fail in the NHL because there's a pandemic happening but like 2018 now you look at that it's like now we've gone if they go even go in 2026 let's say they don't go this year that's 12 years between the last Olympics and the problem is hockey there I would argue this has been the biggest youth movement the NHL's had in at least 15 years and we're not even going to get to see what any of them can do on an international level the closest we're ever going to get is that North American team Honestly, like, think about it. Because, like, I, Ru- all the young Russian stars weren't on Team Russia back then. All the young Czech star, like, David Pasternak wasn't on Team Czech no. back in the day. You fucking kidding no. me? No. Come on. Like, I'm sorry. There's just so much talent in this league right now. And if we don't get to see it on an international stage, Gary Bettman needs to be shunned for that shit. And I'm sorry. I don't care if he brought in a billion dollars of revenue because he fucking signed I'm a team. I'm on other things, too, for Gary Bettman. But... Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like, this is just, like... Like, I hope this would push for him to get fired more. You know what I mean? Because it's not – because I know money's That's, the only thing that the NHL cares about, and you're going to lose a crap ton if you don't go to the Olympics, I think, personally. Yeah. I'll so, just put it this way. If they I, – I will give up. I'm just saying I will give up another Olympics if it means that they're that much closer to getting rid of Batman. I, I understand it sucks. That's what it takes. I doubt it. Honestly, I doubt it does anything just for the fact that this guy seems to be fucking All yeah, boys club. untouchable. Yeah, and it, it's boys club from the top. The He's going to literally have down. to have his own scandal to get fired. <clears throat> and I mean that in the worst. Like, I know it's bad, but like, I, I genuinely mean I that. He won't get to make up a scandal. Fuck his own accord, you know, like, yeah. It's it's whatever though, and I, I I genuinely mean that. If they're not going in 2022, their number one thing should be getting a World Cup. Hockey, yeah, I'm sorry, you got it. But the way, like, they're basic, exactly. Either way, but like, the way that we are watching hockey pass the torch to the younger generation right now needs to be seen on the international level. The way the game is changing needs to be seen on an international level, and it's it's a crime if we don't get it. And, like, like I said, I get the pandemic, I get the circumstances that are put in front of you, but. Man, you are missing a massive, massive opportunity with the plethora of talent that's in this league right now. Imagine how fun that's going to be to fucking watch. If it's not this year or this season, if in uh, four years later, the, the speed, the skill. I mean, it's only going to get better from here. We're going to get better, bro. In four years, they'll have Bedard and shit on those teams. Like, oh, oh my god! Yeah, like, uh, or Mitchkov's going to be Jack on Russia. Jack Hughes is going to be. Well, yeah, to his prime than Austin Matthews would be like 27. 
just oh a beast God. probably already has like 400 goals at that point. Patrick Kane will be like 36 or something, but like Jack Eichel will actually be there in that one. So that'll be yes. cool. If he's not like broken another neck of his, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's, I, I know I keep harping on it, but like, there's just, I don't think people realize how competitive this Olympic is going to be. This is definitely the most wide open Olympics in at least 30 years. Like it's like I can think of in my lifetime. Yeah. I'm going to ask my dad because like he's, I mean, obviously like our parents have seen like a lot of Olympics over the years. And like, I know the nineties had some pretty stacked rosters everywhere, but like 98 was the first year that they sent uh, players to uh, like NHL players to the Olympics mm -hmm. and Czech Republic won because Dominic Hasek, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there it is. Cause the thing about the 98 Olympics was Canada played the Czech Republic. I think it was a one, one tie. They went to a shootout, which you should never do in international hockey. No. Uh, no, they, no. they didn't choose Gretzky to shoot, which was like incredibly controversial. I think Hashik stopped all the shots in the shootout. And then he shut out Russia in a one, I think gold medal final, which is just so funny. Yeah. I did not know that. Thank you. And then 2002, Canada, I think, won their first gold medal in 50 years. And then 2006, I think, Sweden won. And then, yeah. Oh, no. But, Canada won. But you, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, God. It's <laughs> Canada. But um, <laughs> the Olympics are times where you get to see, like, Lemieux and Gretzky play together. Like, this this is the time where we're going to get to see our Lemieux and Gretzky play together. And it's going to get fucking stolen from us. And I'm not happy about it. Because, yeah. Like, I think most people can agree. They just don't want to say it, but Connor McDavid's the best player in the last 25 years. And that's nothing against Ovechkin and Crosby. Like just from a I, pure talent wise, he's, he's up there with Lemieux like already. And it's crazy. <laughs> and like Sidney Crosby and Lemieux can get roped in the same boat where it's, we don't even know what their ceiling could have been. Yeah. Cause they were injured a lot. And Lemieux had I know. Cancer for a bit. It's like my favorite stat with Sidney Crosby when you just see, like, if he played 82 games every year, what his point totals would have been. I don't think he's ever played a full 82-game season. Like, he's played 80, 81. I don't think he's played 82. I could be wrong on that, though. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. Like, oh. we've still we still got to win him, see him win, like, three Stanley Cups, a couple hearts, and that's that's probably not even the best he could have brought. Gold medals, rocket, yeah. like, Basically everything. everything under the sun, and – we were still, yeah, he still could have been he's more. Still, he's still gonna done more, you know? Yeah. Almost a whole calendar year. That's why, like, God bless McDavid for his health and, like, Ovechkin for his health because oh, Ovechkin, like, Ovechkin's Tom Brady, bro. Like, he's Tom only, Brady, the NHL. The only time he misses games is because he's been suspended or because he missed the All Star because he didn't want to go to the All Star game. Yeah. Jimmy, I think your mic's muted. <laughs> can't hear you, Leafs fan. You're with your can't irrelevant hear you. opinions. you can't even talk back (laughs) we still can't hear you jimmy i can't i Um, can't hear you buddy this is is very awkward maybe perhaps this is a good place to end this off yeah (laughs) um no but again to reiterate my point that i think i've said like 10 times like I, i don't think it goes they go to the olympics and there's not i don't even want to get into this but like there's political stuff and yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it happens. I want to say I want to say it happens because obviously, like all the points you brought up are like spot on. The NHL needs this. They need to go to China and market this game again. If they can even tap into like what zero point one percent, that's like such a huge, like, oh, huge man. population. That's how big China, populous China is. So, fingers yeah. crossed. Like they were able to pull off a whole bubble thing in twenty twenty, but. 
again that's this is completely different you gotta gotta go to china you know like this is completely this is literally foreign like it's it's like oh man but can't say like this nhl season hasn't been incredibly interesting whether it's for better or for worse so Mm-hmm. There's, there's that. There's gonna be an all-star game. Like, apparently, what the fuck is that? Yeah, Mike? that's weird. But apparently, they're doing it in Vegas, and they're like suggesting ideas that they play like a game out on the strip, which I actually think would be cool, like an outdoor game. I don't know. That would, would be sick. That out, but that would be cool. Like, that's something to market and grow your game. Trying something different because it just seems mm-hmm. like the same old, same old every year at the all-star break. Oh yeah, I agree. So, I it'd be cool if like I don't know when the all-star game's taking place. I think it's late January, like right before okay. the Olympic pause. I was gonna say it'd be cool if like yeah, like you want the all stars to go, but if like they, if they're going to the Olympics already, if you could get like like honestly like Brian Hagel at the All Star game, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I want to see some I, obscure some, ass like, players. Yeah, like invite some lesser players because I don't think a lot of players are gonna want to play because you're gonna like the Anthony Sorelli should be at the All Star game, something like that. <laughs> Troy Terry. No, he's going to the Olympics probably. If it is. Honestly, though, yeah. <laughs> he's going to fill that TJ Oshie role. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimmy, your mic is still not working. I don't. He's like talking. And- I know. I feel so bad. <laughs> I feel bad. Jimmy, we can't hear you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's, uh, let's end it off here. Even though he can't talk, I'm pretty sure Jimmy says bye. And I say bye. And Dylan says bye. Thank you all for tuning in. And enjoy your Tuesday, y'all. A.M. Tuesday. Monday night. It's going to go out on Tuesday just as always. So peace out, y'all.